Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Premier Useless Podcast. I am your host, Jason Tebs, and I have recently invested into some cryptocurrency. Now, it's not a whole ton. It's just a small amount. I only did, I think I started with $290, just some extra stuff that was in my savings account and decided to throw it into cryptocurrency. So it's not like I'm doing any crazy like, oh, here's here's my big cryptocurrency move. Let me let me explain to you how it's going. But I set up a Coinbase account, put in $290, and I bought $290 worth of Ethereum. And that is essentially my whole cryptocurrency investment. So most of it is Ethereum. But Coinbase is kind of cool where when you deposit your first $100, you get like $5 in Bitcoin. And then they have little things where you can like watch videos and answer questions to earn other cryptocurrencies. So in total, I've earned another $36 in other cryptocurrencies just doing these little things on Coinbase, which brings my initial investment of 290 plus the 35, 36-ish dollars that I just earned takes us to a portfolio size of 325 right? 290 plus 35, 325. So it's not huge amounts of money, right? I'm not like wagering at all. But I do believe that having cryptocurrencies in your investment portfolio is a good thing to do. I wouldn't say anything more than, and this is just kind of off the cuff, I wouldn't go more than like 10% of your investment portfolio being cryptocurrencies. Now there are some people that probably have way more than that. And then there are even more people that don't have any cryptocurrency investment. And I totally understand that. Like it is still a relatively new thing that not a lot of people fully understand. So not that I'm here to fully explain cryptocurrency and everything that goes into it. I'm just kind of explaining my little soiree into cryptocurrency and the little things I've noticed as I've been looking at it. So essentially a cryptocurrency is a decentralized form of currency. So we have the fiat currencies like the US dollar, where it a dollar used to represent a certain amount of gold, and now it is essentially just its own value of the dollar. That's what we go off of. So you have the the dollar, the euro, the the British pound, the the Chinese yen, wen, yuan. I think it's Japanese yen, but all these different fiat currencies they're called fiat currencies and then you have things like gold which is a currency you can buy and sell things with gold or silver so gold is like the traditional og currency and then you have other things like an asset of real estate or land or a stock or just plain cash right of these fiat currencies well cryptocurrency was essentially a way to say hey rather than this U.S. dollar amount being dictated by essentially the central banks and they can print trillions of dollars, right? Central banks can print just trillions of dollars and pump it into the economy. Let's have something that's that's decentralized, that's peer-to-peer, that doesn't have any sort of middleman where I can say, hey, do you want one Bitcoin for XYZ? And you're like, yep. And we just exchange that. And the value is just based on the value that people actually give it. There's no sort of like fixed interest rate. There's no sort of 
adding more into the system now bitcoin which is the primary cryptocurrency is only going to have a fixed amount of bitcoin that are ever in circulation and right now they're currently being quote unquote mined so they're slowly being added into circulation and in the beginning a lot were being added up front and it slowed down where i don't think it's going to be like years and years and years before we quote unquote mine all of the cryptocurrency i'm throwing around a lot of words and phrases that are a little more advanced than i wanted to get with this whole cryptocurrency episode so the next thing that's kind of confusing about cryptocurrency is just how many different cryptocurrencies there are but there are kind of three big ones the biggest is obviously bitcoin it's probably the one most people have heard out heard about the second biggest is ethereum and then the third biggest i believe is litecoin now there are slight differences between bitcoin and ethereum and litecoin for the sake of this podcast, you know, I'm not going to go into all the differences, partially because technically I don't know all the exact differences between them. I just know that there are differences and I could probably give an awful rudimentary explanation. But for the sake of this podcast episode, we'll just say they are just different types of currencies, much like you have the British pound or the euro or the US dollar or the Canadian dollar. Like there are different types of currencies. They all have slightly different values. So I personally invested into Ethereum, which is the second largest of the cryptocurrencies. Why I did Ethereum over Bitcoin, I just felt like Bitcoin had really had a huge surge in price. It had reached 60-something thousand dollars per Bitcoin. And I was like, okay, that's probably going to come down a little bit. Um, but Ethereum, you know, though Ethereum has been doing real well, has been surging, it's only about $2,000. I don't know if it'll ever get to the point Bitcoin is, but I just thought Ethereum had some cool things going on about it, um, where there are going to be some changes here in the near future about Ethereum, uh, that I just think it's going to be worth a little more than it is. I just think it's going to grow a little better than Bitcoin is. So I put all my money in Ethereum. And I received the extra like bonuses you get from the Coinbase system. And it's like, once I got that money in there, it's been kind of a roller coaster ever since. Um, Cryptocurrencies are not very stable. I'll just put it that way. They, They are incredibly speculative. They go up and down like crazy by the hour. And the thing is with cryptocurrency, it's not like a regular stock where, you know, stocks have a a window of when they open and close and you can buy and sell during that time. Cryptocurrencies are like 24-7. So you might, you know, go to bed one day and your cryptocurrency could lose like 10% of its value when you wake up the next morning. So they're, they're incredibly volatile. They're incredibly wild. And there have been days where I'm like up 10% and there have been days where I'm like down 10%. It, it, they, They just have wild swings about them. So I put my money in Ethereum, which is, again, the second largest cryptocurrency. It's a little more stable than some of these new cryptocurrencies that are coming onto the market that are fulfilling slightly different things. Um, But still, like Ethereum and Bitcoin, during this whole process that I've been invested, have been making wild fluctuations. And my timing kind of sucked because once I put it in, Everything that I had money in, which I had my own original 290 in Ethereum, and then the extra little 
cash incentives that Coinbase gave me, it's like everything went down. And so I immediately lost money. And then not too long after, it's like everything surged back up. So cryptocurrency, a lot of people speculate on it, just like people speculate on any given investment, right? There are multiple ways you can go about any investment. And I am in cryptocurrency for the long haul. I think, okay, if I put in my money now, years down the line, it'll be worth more later on. I'm not trying to, you know, time the market. I'm not trying to say, oh, Ethereum had a drop. Let's buy and then let's sell a couple hours later when the price goes back up. Or, hey, here's this new um, cryptocurrency that I can trade. Oh, my gosh, you know, it's had an 18% upswing. Oh, but suddenly it dropped again. Now it's got a 20% downswing. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm here to say, hey, here's just another asset that I can put into my portfolio that in the long run, I hope has more value. And so I'm trading it just like that. Granted, I check it pretty often because I'm interested in what's going on. Like my Roth IRA is in an index fund. So that's not as exciting to look at because not much is happening with it. But <clears throat> like yesterday I was checking and I was like, sweet, my portfolio total is at $380, which if we go back to what I said earlier, I had put in 290 and I had earned 35 uh, just from doing those little incentive things. So I was at 325 of my total money or of my total portfolio value. And it got down to like two. 60 at one point it got up to 380 yesterday and now i'm sitting at like let me check this real quick i'm sitting at 347 so if i look at the graph for the last week uh it was down at 325 it got up to 380 like wild fluctuations if i look at the full month uh i got down all the way to 260 so those are big percentage swings from 260 to uh, 390 or 380, I mean, let me do the math on that. That is an increase of $120. So if we do 120 divided by 260, that is a 46% increase. Like, that's wild. Now, granted, actually, I should subtract uh, $35 from that initial amount. So. I didn't, it's not actually 120, it's about $90. So 90 divided by 260, 34%. Let's go from my initial investment. If we clear out $30 of, or $35 of me doing those extra incentives, I did $290 of an investment, right? Or it got up to a max of 380. If we subtract, that's 345. So 345 minus 290 is $55, 55 divided by 290. That's a 20% increase almost in less than a month. That is how like unstable cryptocurrencies are. Because if we look at other cryptocurrencies on Coinbase, like it'll tell you the top movers in the last 24 hours. If we go to the top movers, one cryptocurrency is down 15%. Another is down 14%. Another is down 14%. Another is down 14%. 14%. 14%. In the last 24 hours, a minus 14% loss. I've seen cryptocurrencies have like a loss of 40% in 24 hours. I've had I've seen cryptocurrencies have a gain of 40% in the last 24 hours. 
it's almost like you're trading penny stocks. Penny stocks are known to be incredibly volatile just because you can buy in for pennies. Uh, so any fluctuation is a huge percentage. And these brand new cryptocurrencies are very similar where, you know, one one coin of these cryptocurrencies might be worth like three cents. So you can buy and trade just a huge volume of them. And if they go up from three cents to six cents, that's only a three cent difference, but it's also 100% increase. So cryptocurrencies are wild and crazy. Part of me wants to be speculative. Part of me wants to say like, oh yeah, let's buy in some of these bizarre coins and see if we can uh, flip my investment around and make a ton of money but the other part of me is like that's essentially gambling and i don't want to lose all of it now granted i only put in 290 dollars. if i lost it all like yeah that would suck but it wouldn't ruin me so i always say hey if you're going to go into cryptos put in an amount of money that you're okay to lose and like try and go for the long run don't try and speculate things i mean i'm not a speculator in the slightest when it comes to any of my investments. Again, I'm in an index fund for my Roth IRA and index funds you don't speculate with. You just kind of buy and hold. Time in the market is better than timing the market. But boy, these cryptocurrencies are like a wild beast, I feel like, compared to most stocks. And it is incredibly niche. Like for the most part, the average investor is going to have some sort of stock or bond whether it's direct stock at a company like Apple or Coca-Cola, or it's an index fund that aggregates a certain industry, or they're just doing a Dow Jones index fund or a NASDAQ index fund. But not a lot of people are in this crypto game just because it's so confusing. And when you get talking about things like blockchains and decentralization and, oh, this coin versus that coin and yeah, one's just a currency, but one has an underlying network below it that can validate and encrypt data. It, it gets incredibly confusing and daunting for the average person. Where up front, it's kind of, or it's definitely not clear as to what all of this means. And a lot of it just feels so incredibly intangible, right? It's a digital currency, which... First and foremost, any fiat currency like the US dollar is incredibly intangible because like, yeah, it's a piece of paper, but this one says $1 and this one says $20. And so we value that differently. Like we have a made up assigned value for this. And way back in the day, $1 used to buy you all these things, but now $1 can't buy you that anymore. But at the very least, at the end of the day, you can be like, hey, here is a dollar bill and you have something to touch. And we're just used to money like that. We're used to fiat currencies where these cryptocurrencies are 100% digital. There's nothing tangible to hold. And then you have this whole thing, mining? What the heck is mining? Oh, blockchain? What the heck is blockchain? So is it is it an actual money? Can I buy things with it? Or is it just an investment? Like... Sure, the idea is, oh, you can use Bitcoin to purchase something, but a lot of people only use it as an investment. You know, which one is it? Is it is it a dollar amount or is it something that's going to go up in value like my stocks? I understand why people are hesitant to get into cryptocurrencies. My suggestion would be take an amount of money you're okay with completely losing 
and set up something like a Coinbase account. You can do other other accounts and just purchase Bitcoin and Ethereum. They're the two big primary ones and just let them be an investment. If you understand it more and you want to put more money in, that's great. But the reason why I say only put in an amount of money that you're okay losing is because if you go in there pretty ignorant and pretty blind and you see these crazy fluctuations and you want to get out, you don't want to get out feeling bad like you got played or you got suckered or you got bamboozled or you lost money that you really needed. If you have a spare $50 lying around, go ahead and buy $50 worth of Bitcoin or Ethereum and just kind of watch what it does, right? $50 for most people isn't going to break the bank. For some people, it's like, hey, you know, I'm counting every single penny. And if, if that's the case, I probably wouldn't invest into cryptocurrencies right now. I'd probably invest into other things, namely stuff that can make your time more efficient so you can make more money. But cryptocurrencies, I think, are the way of the future. Governments and big banks are really trying to crack down and get a hold of these things. Like the whole idea of Bitcoin was, hey, we don't have the Federal Reserve, big banks, big government controlling this. It is completely for the people, by the people. It doesn't have any interference from any of these governments. And for a while, it was kind of hard for the governments to like track down all these Bitcoins. But now, you know, these big banks are like, hey, we either need to get on this train and grab the bull by the horns and try and direct it to a way that's going to incentivize and be an advantage for us, or we're going to lose out huge. So now you have like huge investment firms and banks and companies investing billions of dollars into these cryptocurrencies to try and get a hold of this market and this crazy thing that until now they had no grasp on and couldn't control. Now they're trying to control it. I don't think they're going to succeed at the end of the day, but they're trying to get a hold of these things. And governments are like, hey, we need to keep track of all of this. But, you know, these digital currencies, I, I do think are kind of like the way forward that are a little more decentralized, at the very least as a different platform to buy and exchange goods without any interference. Like, take Venezuela, for example. Uh, I was talking to my brother-in-law over the weekend when we were down there for Easter. And he's like, Venezuela, you know, they get their paycheck and they're immediately trying to convert it into something else because with inflation, they're losing value on their on their cash, right? So they need to get it into a more stable form of currency. So they transfer it into Bitcoin because it's decentralized. They're not gonna have a ton of fees to do the transfer. Like boom, they purchase Bitcoin and now they have a cryptocurrency that's more stable than their actual government fiat currency that they can use to buy and exchange goods. And so for somebody like a person in Venezuela, it is a godsend as a more stable for form of currency that they can easily exchange into and easily make trades with. For somebody like an American who has the US dollar that's generally historically been like a secure worldwide used form of currency they're looking at cryptocurrencies and being like okay maybe it's more of an investment like i don't want to buy 500 dollars of cryptocurrency and then use that 500 dollars to buy a tv i'll just use that 
initial $500 of my USD and buy a TV with that because it's not worth the hassle of exchanging and then trying to exchange that way when tomorrow that $500 of cryptocurrency could be worth $550. So for somebody in a more stable economy like the U.S. that's banked off of the U.S. dollar, that's a lot more stable than, say, Venezuela's dollar, it doesn't make as much sense to just use it as a day-to-day exchange. It's more of an investment at that point. So Ethereum, could I use my Ethereum to purchase something? Yes, I could, but I'm using it as an investment. It's it's had some highs, it's had some lows, it's had some crazy chains, changes. Let's look at just Ethereum for the last um, month. If we go one month of Ethereum. So the lowest was $1,545 for one Ethereum. The highest, which was probably a couple days later. So the lowest was on March 24th. The highest was on April 5th. So in 10 days, one Ethereum went from $1,545 to $2,151. A $500 increase for one Ethereum coin. And now it's down to $1,900-$2,000 range as of today. So if we look at just the week or if we look at just the day, it went from 2100 to 1900 So it lost $200 just today, Ethereum did. It is down 6.75% overall. Like, that's crazy. But if we look at one year... A year ago, Ethereum was $148, right? And now it's worth 2000 Just because it's new and it's speculative and people are all trying to get on board with the new thing in the last year. Like cryptocurrencies have become way more mainstream in the last year. And we can all look back and be like, oh, I should have bought Bitcoin years ago and I'd be a multi-millionaire, if not a billionaire by now. Yeah, we could look at it that way, but we just got to look at where are we now? How are we going to move into the future? So I'm going to buy some Ethereum. I'm going to hold on to it. And I'll probably slowly add more money to it as I get more discretionary income. But that has been this episode of Tips Talks, the premier useless podcast. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. It means a whole ton to me. Uh, thanks for listening. Check out my website, jasontebs.com, and I will catch you next time. Peace.